Uh, begin in the 14th chapter of the Gospel of John. John chapter 14. Uh, brings some thoughts to us uh, this morning. Uh, at least starting here in this, in this chapter. Uh, the... The first verse, uh, I'll go ahead and, and read this, the first sentence in this chapter. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Um, so Jesus says this here, and in fact, uh, the uh, 14th through the 16th chapters is... Uh, really is Jesus' final sermon uh, before his crucifixion. Uh, so some wonderful words, inspired words here. In the 17th chapter, of course, of John is uh, his prayer, the Lord's prayer to his father. Uh, but this is his, his final sermon uh, here. Uh, so if I just... My first verse of the 14th chapter in my Bible here begins on a new page, up in the upper left-hand corner. And did I not know uh, what the 13th chapter had? It would start right there. And you know, these are wonderful words. Let not your heart be troubled. He's telling someone, uh, you believe in God, believe also in me. Where? Well, what the, the scene is here, where, where are they? Where is he? And who are they? <laughs> he's speaking to his disciples. That's all he's talking to here is his disciples. And it's in the upper room. Uh, the 13th chapter of John uh, is where we see the, uh, the ending of the, uh, uh, the Lord's Supper that he instituted at that time. And the, uh, when he and the disciples washed, washed each other's feet and, and, and then said that we also ought to do that and all. And so, uh, in fact, the last verse in that 13th uh, chapter, verse 38, uh, he answers Peter and says, Wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, uh, the cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. He tells Peter, the apostle Peter, Peter's right then, and I believe sincerely, I'll lay my life down for you. I will defend you to death. And I, I think Peter is sincere. But then uh, uh, Jesus Christ then prophesies to Peter, you will deny me three times. And this is during the time after the arrest of Jesus. And they're putting him through this mock trial uh, uh, there, the, the, uh, the priesthood and uh, the Sanhedrin and so forth. And, and, and so they're doing that. And so Peter's not. So that's the last verse in the 13th chapter. goes right. And, and these chapter numbers were put in here. And, and, but if you just keep reading here, then it continues after that. You're going to deny me three times. Let, but then he says, let not your heart be troubled. Uh, and I've spoken on that part of this before. I don't think it was that long ago, if memory serves. But uh, so immediately he begins to console them, the disciples and Peter, 
hey, you're going to do this, but let not your heart be troubled. So that, that tells me so much about the Lord Jesus Christ right there. He doesn't continue and just go on for the next three chapters talking to Peter. You're going to do this to me, and, and I'm, going to, I'm angry, I'm disappointed in you. No, he means it's not, not your heart be troubled. That's our Savior. That's our high priest. Uh, and certainly, as we're taught, uh, we are to uh, uh, act as Jesus Christ does as he does, as he did uh, in his walk here on earth and all. And, and, to, to, and, and that's, that's a constant thing. Uh, now, so that's the scene here. Uh, and, and coming in tells you where, to set up this verse. Um, but what I want to concentrate on is that second half or second part of this first verse, chapter 14. Ye believe in God... Believe also in me. To me, I have always uh, thought, and it uh, could be uh, uh, incorrect, and all so many things I've read through, I've heard preach, and I'm like, well, I always thought maybe it's just a slight, subtle difference in something on what I had in my mind, what that preacher had, and all, or just reading, and then I realized, you know, this doesn't mean what I thought it meant, and all, and but. I, I, still, I still believe that what it says, if we just simply read the words in the King James translation here, ye believe in God, believe also in me. It's stated, and there's two different words here. There's the imperative and the indicative. And I read that everywhere that you study this verse, it, those words are all over the place. Now, some believe that this, this phrase here, the second part of that after that colon there, uh, it, that, it's, that both of these statements are imperative. They're commands. You do this. Do this. That means it would read more. It would say, believe in God. He's telling his disciples, believe in God. Believe also in me. Now, then others will say uh, that the first phrase is indicative. It's just, just, it's just stating that, that fact. The second one is imperative. That's a command. That's what I've always thought, like I just explained. You believe in God. You already believe in God. You do believe in God. It's just, it's, it's indicative. It's just a statement there. You believe in God. And that makes sense. Of, of, uh, even as Jesus uh, and, and the apostles would speak to the, uh, to the Jews and the synagogues and so forth, uh, there, was no, there was no problem in their believing in God. They believed in God. And even a child of God who uh, has, has not grasped, grasped what uh, or has not been, had fully revealed to him or her the gospel of Jesus Christ, the truth of their salvation and so forth, or maybe they haven't had the opportunity. Maybe they haven't, they don't know where a preacher is uh, to hear it. And we'll get more into that in a moment on, on, on this. Uh, but they have that, if they're a child of God and they've been born again, then they have that belief in them. But how about between the heart and the mind and understanding that and then trusting in it? Or having doubts like, well, I'm not real sure. And we'll even see that even among the disciples. The doubt and the not, uh, distrust is probably, a, but the untrust, I guess. Uh, but uh, so I believe he's saying, stating, you believe in God, believe also in me. Now, my first thought, I thought, well, if that's the case, then he's, telling, he's talking to his disciples, his apostles in, there in the upper room. 
He has to tell them to believe in him? <laughs> That's Now, we're reading this as well. This is for us too, but the audience is his disciples. He's telling them, you believe in God, believe also in me. Trust in me. Uh, and, and so, uh, we, we, uh, have that here and, and, uh, in this, and, but in, in, before I leave this verse and then possibly come back, but, uh, in, in, in its entirety, let not your heart be troubled. He starts out, okay, that's all well and good. They were troubled. The disciples, they were troubled. They, their lives were about to be threatened and, and, uh, they're, so we, we know that situation. I don't want to get into that. But he said, let, your, let, let not your heart be troubled. And then he, then he gives them immediately the solution. And the solution is twofold. That you, already, you can already say it because I've said it enough. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. That's the key to letting, not letting our heart be troubled. Uh, troubled. That's the answer right there. So immediately he gives them the solution, the prescription for that. Uh, that uh, is here's how you do that. Uh, so I believe those go hand in hand. Uh, and there's so much to this. There's so many facets to this this subject. But uh, uh, <clears throat> so with this, let me go real quickly to the sixth chapter of this same gospel. Sixth chapter of the. Uh, <clears throat> The 36th verse. Mm -hmm. This is Jesus Christ speaking again here. Uh, I'll just read the verse. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. You might think someone, okay, someone that, uh, could believe in God. And I'm not talking about those that, they, they see the Old Testament as the Bible, and the Messiah has not yet come. Certainly, don't, they don't believe that Jesus, that the man Jesus is the Christ, uh, so forth. You know, but I'm not talking, I'm talking about born-again children of God uh, that, uh, that either have or have not heard the God, true gospel preached, or even a portion of it, uh, and yet they believe in God but yet they do not uh, believe in Christ. And so I can see, okay, we, I, we've never seen Jesus Christ. I, I haven't even seen a vision. Uh, you know, I haven't had a, a dream where I saw him like physically and so forth. You know what I'm saying. Uh, and yet I still believe. Now, it takes more than just someone here. Let me lay this out logically that, that Jesus is the Christ. And, and someone might say, well, I, I know Jesus the man. There's enough history that he existed, this man. But it's Jesus the Christ, the anointed one, the Son of God, the Redeemer, the Messiah. Uh, so that's, that's the key there. But, uh, so, but I still believe that. And so it takes, it takes uh, certainly it takes the revelation of Scripture and of, of uh, uh, preaching and so forth uh, that uh, through God, uh, and I'll get a little bit more into that, uh, but it, there's something inside of us that tells us that. You know, I've, I've, uh, there are things just here in the world. I think, well, maybe I haven't seen something. 
I haven't seen that, but boy, that's believable. I can believe that that happened, and you, you, you believe that. Just haven't seen anything. Well, this is much stronger than that. Uh, we're, we're justified by faith, and so within us, we're, we're given that. Now, many people, that is when they begin to uh, look for, I want to find a church that, that uh, stands on that, that uh, believes that, because that's how I feel. Sometimes it doesn't start that way. It kind of starts from the other, other end of it. Uh, now, so uh, in, in uh, using that, uh, that first, uh, the, the, the combination of ye believe in God, believe, believe also in me, and that's how we, uh, we, how we uh, keep from having a troubled heart. It goes hand in hand, uh, the church. And uh, certainly this is, I, I look today as we sang the songs, and I don't know if there's certainly a lot of our songs speak uh, directly of Jesus Christ. And others, uh, maybe it's other subjects or it's more about God or maybe our walk in life, angels, something like that. Uh, but every time I looked, it'd be about Jesus. Certainly that is integrated into everything. It, it, it should be. Uh, he's uh, he's uh, Jesus Christ is the testator of a better, a new covenant. And, and so, and yet, uh, so, and I'm talking typically about primitive Baptists. No, I believe uh, the, the, the truth has been revealed to us through God's mercy and his grace, and I'm thankful for that. And, and, but other, uh, there are denominations that would go all this far. They, and In fact, so much of this today, be right with me on this. But where we, where we get kind of tripped up is at the very end of this, uh, that uh, we're talking about Jesus, uh, in which we do our entire lives, not one sermon, certainly, or part of one. But we get to the, the end of the subject of Jesus Christ, who he is, what he's done, what he does today for us, and so forth, uh, and, and uh, that he's uh, one of the tr- part of the Trinity, uh, God himself. But uh, that uh, we, we would differ on how much, what did Christ accomplish when he was crucified? Well, he accomplished everything he came to do, and that makes sense. Uh, that is that is perfectly logical that God, Jesus Christ being God, uh, came here and that he would accomplish everything, not leaving anything to us. So we don't have to, have to worry about anything. Now we're talking, and we're also talking, well, eternally there. He cares for us here. God does. Jesus Christ does. He's our high priest. He's who we go to. Uh, we pray to God in his name. So he's throughout uh, all of our, our, our worship and, and our, our lives uh, uh, in this. Uh, now, also, I, I think, before I get back on track here in that, that first verse, um, one might think as much as, uh, as often or as much as primitive Baptists might say, well, uh, things in life, you know, that we don't attach them, the things that we do, uh, to our home in heaven, to our eternal salvation. Jesus Christ uh, secured that. He gave it to us, and that's it. He's given us eternal life. We have that. So what, the first verse, 14, 14th chapter, then who cares? What does it matter? It doesn't matter to me on, on, on that Jesus is the Christ or if someone else does not believe Jesus is the Christ. They may believe the man existed, but doesn't believe he's, he's the son of God. 
and all. Well, then what does it matter? If that man's a child of God or that woman's a child of God, they don't believe Jesus is the Christ, they're still going to be in heaven because he did accomplish that. And, and, and they, they should be thankful that he did accomplish that uh, and secured their salvation. But it, it matters because of the first part of that first verse. Let not your heart be troubled. There's some, I, want that, that I want everyone, every child of God, to understand this. And to uh, understand the Trinity and their, their, each of those office works. And uh, God the Father, the, the, the Son, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. Uh, and and they're, they're, they're parts of all this in the eternal covenant of redemption. So it's extremely important in this life. And, and I'm going to end, uh, Lord willing, with uh, uh, the, uh, a verse that, that wraps up the first verse of that 14th chapter there. But now in the, let me real quickly go to the 20th chapter of this same. So we go move, jump past uh, the 14th chapter. So the 20th chapter of John, a, an extremely familiar scene. And it involves Thomas, one of these disciples. <clears throat> he says, uh, Jesus, Jesus saith unto him. Uh, as Thomas said just, this is where Thomas in the previous verses, Thomas answered and said unto him, my Lord and my God. He offered, put your, put your hands into my wounds and all from being the sword piercing, the nails pierce, pierce hands and feet and everything. And he said, no, he immediately, my, my Lord, my God. So he saw Jesus. So that, that makes sense. He saw him. Thomas at that point, he might have doubted before. And, but, but, uh, tell you what, all the disciples did. They didn't believe. They didn't trust in Jesus Christ. But then he says here, Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, he saw the nail prints in his hand, the wounds and so forth. Uh, he knew who he was. That Because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. That, that's, that's the reason there. Jesus just said it. He just told him. That's why. Because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Then he says, makes a wonderful statement here about us. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. We've not, we've not seen, but we believe. And uh, however long that is, I, I, and I've stated this before, I personally cannot, and I don't think you can either, just uh, hear something and just say, okay, I believe that. Unequivocally, I, I have, need no evidence. I just, I believe it. No, I, I have to have some evidence. That's where the faith and it comes in. Uh, and, and Brother Mark last Sunday preached on hope and t- spoke some on, on the faith and so forth. Uh, but within us, that, that is the evidence. We know that. We, we may not understand, uh, but it's given to us. And so in, in many ways, if we never hear a, a, a preacher blessed to preach uh, on Jesus Christ, who he is, what he's done for us, uh, then and then uh, that fits together with that evidence within us that we already have. If we never hear that, we still have that that peace. We may have a, a troubled heart in our in our lives. If if I, if I, well, I don't know about this Jesus, uh, I don't know if he's a son of God, redeemer, so forth. Like I said, Messiah. 
Uh, but uh, but God uh, gives all of the children of God. He cares for us. How much did he, does he care? He sacrificed his only begotten son. But then we bring Jesus back into it, don't we? And we'll see that in a moment as well. So, blessed are they that have not seen and yet... Uh, and yet have believed. But again, can't just say, okay, well, I believe it then. No, you can have evidence, and things have to make sense and, and reconcile uh, uh, Scripture. Now, in uh, Ephesians, the first chapter of Ephesians, uh, I want to bring the gospel into this. The gospel and Scripture, uh, the preaching of the gospel... And, and, and bring some thoughts out on that with this same subject. Uh, you believe in God, believe also in me. Uh, in the first chapter of Ephesians, the 12th, 12th verse. Uh, it's in the middle of a s- sentence here, but... Uh, I'll just, be, I'll just begin there with that verse. That we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. Uh, now who, who's, he's talking about, about God here, the Apostle Paul, uh, who first trusted in Christ. In other words, okay, someone trusted in Christ, and that's belief, is you tr- it's trust. You trust in something or someone. You believe, believe in it. Uh, but, but then it says, let me grab the next verse. Uh, in whom ye also trusted. Okay, who first trusted in Christ, that's God, and then trusted in Christ. Who, I want to put in there, by the way, who, uh, in whom ye also trusted in Christ. Trusted in Christ. God there and then Christ. God trusted him. And the whole time I'm reading this, going through this, someone believes in God. They don't believe in Jesus Christ. Maybe Jesus, not Jesus Christ. Uh, not the Messiah. But, but here it brings God into it. Well, okay. And, and, and so what scripture do we use uh, to, to support and to teach us uh, in God's revelation about God the Father, uh, it's it's scriptures right here. Well, it's all intertwined with Jesus Christ Himself here, uh, in whom ye also trusted. After, and I have this circled in my Bible. After that, ye heard the word of truth. Okay. Oh, so they trusted in Christ after they heard the word of truth. There's some scripture there. So there's some gospel uh, there. And then he even clears it up even more. Uh, the, after ye heard the word of truth, comma, the gospel of your salvation. The gospel of your salvation. They trusted in Christ. They believed after they heard the word of truth. Uh, so if, if I, well, now, if we just write off the existence of Jesus, the anointed one. If we just write that off, the Son of God, okay, doesn't exist. Some man out there, he did, yeah, that's fine. But we just write that off uh, and and don't believe that. Well, then, uh, and don't strive. We don't even feel the need to strive to, okay, well, let me see, learn more about him. And 
and, and the thing is, when I, when I read this 12th and 13th verse there, or any other verse in, in the Gospel of John, then completely different perspective than really, I, I guess, than anyone else. You think about your everyone's different and all. Now, certainly we have common perspectives on what we believe in Scripture to teach and so forth. Uh, but uh, so this is in, uh, in Christ, in whom ye also trusted after uh, that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, uh, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Now, uh, and I want to get more into the Spirit, that's capital S, Spirit there. Think of the Holy Ghost in that respect, but not yet. The 17th chapter of Acts uh, Acts chapter 17. Uh, same subject, about the scripture and the gospel and the belief in that and believing in Christ after hearing this. Uh, and in the 17th chapter of Acts about the second verse uh he's in the uh in Thessalonica and there's a synagogue and Paul went there and three sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scriptures so that tells us he's he's reasoning with them out of the scripture now you think that a preacher today has a hard time uh well without god God's presence and revelation, so there, there's no way a preacher can do any of this. But you think it's hard, difficult maybe for a preacher to convince someone that Jesus is the Christ. Think of the Apostle Paul. This was all new. And he's saying this, this, uh, this old covenant has been put away. Uh, and, and there's a new covenant and, and so forth. And, and teaching them, Paul and the other apostles were blessed in that. Uh, but, but Paul certainly... Uh, but uh, he, he went there and reasoned with them out of the scriptures. Third verse, opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead. And that this Jesus, whom I preach, whom I preach unto you, is Christ. So there's, there's the need there. Why is, why is Paul telling them? Why, why bother? If they're children of God, they're going to heaven. Doesn't matter if they hear this or not. If I believe like some believe, it's like, well, uh, uh, you have to hear the gospel and then accept it and believe it, and then you can go to heaven. Well, the best thing is to never hear the gospel because you're not going to have to believe it, accept it, and so forth. Just don't hear it. So let's not go and preach everywhere. Just let them go. Well, the apostle Paul's preaching. And he says, I came not to baptize. Uh, so baptism, water baptism is not a way to eternal salvation either. I came not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. And that's what he's, he's doing here. And then he goes on. It seemed like I was here recently. The fourth verse begins. I'll just grab this. And some of them believed. Some of them believed. Here. They believed. So they heard the gospel. So that's... The preaching of the gospel is very important. That would be my answer uh, to those who say, well, if you don't think the gospel saves someone uh, to heaven, uh, that you can mark another one off, that they accepted your sermon and so forth, scripture and all, well, then what's the importance? Well, it's, it's there. It's to give them that. Let not your heart be troubled. And there is so much more. There's so much more, of course. 
to preaching the gospel. I think to convince someone of this, uh, it certainly is, is uh, it, it reveres God. It glorifies him. It acknowledges his glory. If I just leave out or mark out, redact everything about Jesus in here, well, that's a lifelong thing in itself is to redact everything, mark it out that it's about Jesus, but and just read about God the Father, then uh, uh, it, it just it, it just gets to be ridiculous. Uh, but uh, and then he says. Uh, uh, <coughs> Yes, so, and that this Jesus whom I preach unto you is Christ, and some of them believe. Now, 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians. Uh, about the 11th verse. says in the 11th verse here, uh, Paul says, uh, Therefore, whether it were I or they, so whether it's him or someone else, they, uh, so we preach. So we preach. So he preached. Let me finish that uh, sentence. And so ye believed. So ye believed. Now, he's He's preaching here, and and um, uh, and I'm going to get into the Holy Ghost part of this, and I'm going to bring in some thoughts about that uh, as a head toward clo- closing. But uh, again, one preacher, I, I believe that, and I strive in this church. I'll just narrow it down to this church that I strive to uh, ensure that you all uh, here, you you are under the sound of the gospel, and that's not. Just me preaching, whoever may bring in here. I think it's the the gospel in its entirety, because different deliveries and different God will bless men to preach different subjects and 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 in different ways and 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 uh, think of so many differences in the preachers that I'm thinking of. You may not leave here on any specific Sunday and okay now I I, I believe. I gave you three examples about Scripture and the preaching of the gospel and that they, they believe, they believe, they believe. God's got to work on you. That, he's got to bless this today. Right. It's not just me. Don't just pray for the preacher that he's blessed to preach. Certainly do that, by the way. Uh, but pray for yourselves that you receive something of God, of God. Um, <clears throat> And, and if we continue down there, he talks. Nor now, this is uh, if, if actually we believe that Jesus is the Christ, but he speaks of the resurrection uh, of Christ. Thirteenth uh, verse. But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain? Yep, that's I'll say Amen to that. And your faith is also vain. Oh, someone believes in God. They have faith. They have faith. And they believe in God. But uh, if Christ be not risen, then our preaching vain and your faith is also vain. Well, if I don't even believe that Christ is the anointed one and the Messiah, then this is, this is the case. Everything's in vain because he's not risen, because he's not the Christ, he's not the Messiah, and he didn't rise again after the third day. 
So that, that certainly that negates all of that. Tell you what, you start obliterating Jesus Christ from God's word, and that's what you'll end up with. There'll be nothing. Uh, yes, we and, and I spoke of the Old Testament, that, that, that for, for many, that is their Bible. New Testament is would be heresy to them because Jesus is not the Messiah. But you can find Jesus all throughout the Old Testament. You can find it. Now, there's ways, there's ways obviously, around that because uh, many there's denominations that, that believe that that is the gospel in its full, fullness, the Old Testament. That is the Bible, waiting for the Messiah. I'm just thankful, always saying, I'm thankful I'm not waiting for the Messiah, uh, that uh, I can breathe a sigh of relief that he's come. And now we have that perspective. It's behind us, that, that taking place. Now, in uh, Romans, the 15th chapter, 15th chapter of Romans, I can get to it. <clears throat> Romans 15, and I'm going to talk, because it's around the 13th verse, Romans 15, 13. I don't as much, and thanks be to God that I don't hear audibly someone, so many people, you know, that will uh, confess or just say, you know, I just, I just don't believe Jesus, you know, that he's the Christ and so forth, like I've been saying. But I don't, and I, I, but I hear some of that. And maybe it's because we say, okay, Jesus, uh, he, he, uh, Emmanuel, he came, he was here, uh, he was present with us and so forth. He's here. But the Holy Ghost, I don't say, well, I believe in God, but I don't believe in that Holy Ghost. It's easier, it seemed like to me, and I just reconcile this, I, I, don't, I need to ask, you know, when someone, well, how do, how do you reconcile this? It's easier to reconcile, okay, but that's God, uh, the invisible God. It's the Spirit of God, and you can imagine, okay, the Spirit of God, the Father. And well, Jesus is the Son of God. He's part of that Trinity. So... Uh, Anyway, so we bring the Holy Ghost into this, the Spirit of God, third in the Trinity, 13th verse, 15th chapter of Romans. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. And there's a comma, so I'll pause there. Now the God of hope fill you uh, with all joy and peace in believing. Well, that sounds a lot like, let not your heart be troubled. And it's the God, God of hope. Now, oh, there we go. It's not, it's, not, it's not any other, there's no other assistance here. It's God of hope, uh, uh, fill you all with joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope, so that's good, that ye may abound in hope. Well, how? How do we do that? Through the power of the Holy Ghost. Through the power of the Holy Ghost. Now, so the Spirit of God would, would, would uh, come down and... and uh, People start thinking, oh, I don't know about this, you know, an invisible, you know, invisible God. And, and you read his attributes. You read all of God's attributes. And if you believe God, the Bible, then, then we believe that. Uh, but that, and that's where the, the, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, would come and, and bless you to, uh, to realize that John 14, 1 is true. And then uh, also down in seven, verse 7 in, four, in chapter 14 down to verse 12 or so, as, as Jesus speaks still to the disciples, comforting them, preaching to them. Uh, but uh, in the uh, eighth chapter of Romans, uh, 
Romans chapter 8, the uh, 16th verse, and well, 15th and 16th. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. That, that enables us uh, to, to do this, the spirit of adoption, the spirit of God. That's a capital S there. Then it says again in the 16th verse, the spirit itself, the spirit itself. So here's more activity of the Holy Ghost, third in the Trinity, uh, the Spirit of God itself, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit, lowercase s, spirit, with our spirit. It's like, okay, well, that's, that's directly to me here. The Spirit of God, God, who is God, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, it's all God, uh, beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. We know that. So that comes, and it, I, that does not take a preacher there to learn deep, deep, dive more deeply into that and to learn more and to support that and be able to live it. Yeah, it takes uh, reading the Bible. It takes hearing the gospel. I went to three places. The Apostle Paul covered that uh, there. Uh, but uh, uh, so uh, uh, th- this certainly uh, uh, speaking to the Spirit coming and bearing witness uh, of that. Now, real quickly, again to the uh, 14th uh, chapter of John. That would be back here, not forward. Uh, 14th chapter of John. And I won't go into all this because I'm going to wrap this up. But uh, I mentioned the uh, the seventh verse on of this 14th chapter of John. Uh, throughout all of this, uh, may have to grab a couple of these specifically, but Jesus is speaking to his closeness uh, to the Father, God the Father, His Father, our Heavenly Father here. Um, says Jesus, uh, well, in, let me go ahead and read the seventh verse. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. That's close, just to know me. So to, to, know, to know me it's not necessarily to know my father, my natural father, my grandfather, an uncle or something. We're, we're different. There's some traits that come through. Uh, I'm hoping they're all the good ones of dad and my grandfather and so forth. Don't know about that. I don't think so. So there's no need to get into that. But so if you know me, uh, you should have known my father also. And from henceforth, ye know him and have seen him. Now, Philip then says... Got to grab this. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. It'll be sufficient. Just show us the Father. That's what they wanted to, to see here. Remember, it's still in this upper room. It's just them here. And he's still comforting them. Uh, Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you? Uh, and so he's with them, just like Thomas. You've seen me and believed. But blessed are those that have not seen, and they believe. I've been a long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He's talking directly to Philip. He he disputes the sufficiency of only knowing the Father. Because that's what Philip said. Just show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Um, He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then? Show us the Father. Why are you telling me if you've seen me, you've seen the Father? That's a whole new out, uh, look on the perspective on, on that. Jesus, the Father, 
and so forth there. Uh, Believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me? Uh, and, and so, so this whole time, I'm not going to read any, any more, but uh, uh, he speaks of the closeness between him and the Father. So uh, John inspired, uh, inspired to write these words, the word of God here. Jesus Christ speaking these words to his disciples there. Uh, is, and it's still comforting them. Now, in First Peter, and uh, that in one more verse, and I'll close. First Peter, the first chapter, First Peter, uh, he's just talked about in 18th, 19th verse that, that we're of... of uh, we're not redeemed with corruptible things, blood of Christ, the Lamb of God. There's Jesus Christ again, the anointed one. Gets down to the 21st verse. Uh, who by him, who? Jesus Christ. Who by him, so just grab hold of that. It's, we're talking about Jesus Christ here. By him, well, by him what? Do believe in God. If someone believes in God, it's by Jesus Christ. If you don't believe in Jesus, okay, that's all fine and good, but it's by him that you believe in God. It wraps it up concisely there. It's who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead. God himself raised him up from the dead. So it's by Jesus Christ. If you ever want to know, well, where's the source of my Believing in God, even. It's Jesus Christ. Well, I don't believe in Jesus. Doesn't change. Doesn't change anything. God will have done and will do as he pleases and how it delights him. Uh, according to his purpose. Raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. So all that happened so that you might believe in God and, uh, uh, and, that, uh, uh, and, and your hope might be in God. All right, now in, uh, let me close with Philippians, uh, the fourth chapter. Philippians chapter 4, seventh verse, says, And the peace of God, there's that peace in the peace of God. And I want to know how to get that because life is not a bed of roses all the time. <laughs> It's soft sometimes, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, but the peace of God, so we're thinking about God now, which passeth all understanding. It passeth all understanding. I don't understand it. When, when all the, the chaos and all, and, and Brother Ronnie, when he, during his prayer, prayed for, uh, for Sister Debbie and Brother Mel and so forth, what they're experiencing. And you, you picked some event in your life, or maybe something you're going through now, just turmoil. Just turn upside down. But sometimes we have peace still. I tell you what, if we go to this, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Do that. Uh, Peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So it's not just simply about God, the peace of God. How do we we, uh, 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 obtain that? It's through Christ Jesus. That's how we do that. You believe in God, believe also in me. May God bless and keep you.